This is Guitar Talk. To me, it just seems like there are endless possibilities. One of the things I like to find out, you know, how people got influenced into playing the guitar because stories are so unique. The trick is not to feel pressure to conform. If you know anything about Joel, he's been around the block. He's probably one of the most sought-after guitar players. How would you create that song? How would you turn that song into your song? There's not a guitar player on this planet that I personally don't follow closer. It's not something that you see too often. I only know a few players that do it. Now, from the home of the blues, Chicago, Illinois, welcome to Guitar Talk with your host, Jimmy Warren. All right, everybody, Jimmy Warren here. Welcome to Guitar Talk. So good to have you back on, uh, well, this is the last Wednesday of 2021. That's right. We're at the last day here. It's 1229. We're about to go into season three starting next Wednesday. Wow. Can't even imagine. But we're going to end it on a high note for sure. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I've come to really enjoy a lot of the guitarists that are at JTC. I don't know if you're familiar with Jam Track Central. It's a place where you can, you know, get a variety of different lessons on different things from, you know, picking to arpeggios to cording to you name it. You can pretty much learn everything on there. A lot of great guitar players. I mean, people that have really, you know, come on strong that we're all really familiar with, like Martin Miller and um, uh, Tom Quayle and uh, Alex Hutchinson and, you know, so many cats like that. But there, but once again, you know, JTC is filled with great guitar players. And uh, today my guest is from Algeria and he is one of the guitarists that's a part of the JTC family. Uh, his lessons are around uh, fusion uh a really solid player, man, really great player. I mean, this is somebody that understands phrasing. He understands, you know, tone. I mean, there's so much that could be learned from this guy. And, uh, you know, it was a real honor to sit down. His name is Nazim Cree. And as I said before, he's from Algeria, and he is flat out an amazing player. And, uh, you know, if you follow me on social media, you can see where I post stuff, you know, that he posts. I just repost it, you know, periodically simply because it's so good. And that you want to, you know, maybe follow him on social media, you know, grab some of his courses. I've actually, you know, purchased his courses uh, myself so that I could walk through them. And uh, I've gotten something out of everything that I've uh you know, acquired from JTC, you know, uh, through Nazim. So you're going to enjoy this conversation. He's a great player in that. And uh, so, you know, sit back, put your feet up, get a nice cool beverage, and here you go. This is uh, Nazim Cree, uh, guitarist for JTC, all the way from Algeria, right here on Guitar Talk. Hello, do you hear me? Yep, I hear you fine. Can you hear uh-huh. me? Yes, yes, very good, very good. There we go. Video. How are okay. you, Jimmy? I'm good. Yeah, buddy. yeah. How are you? Yeah, the video is my video. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's nice. That's nice. Oh, How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. You're nice. you're in Algeria. 
Algeria? Yes, I'm actually in Algeria. Yes, in the capital in uh, Algiers. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. cool, very cool. Yeah. So, so do you uh, play for a living over there now? Is that what you do? Yeah, I. But firstly, I wanted to really thank you for the invitation to the guitar talk. It's really uh, an honor for me and uh, a real pleasure. So really, really thank you, Jimmy. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk about guitar and to talk with someone who knows a lot about this instrument. So it's cool. really, really blessing. Well, you know what? I, I, uh, I stumbled across you uh, yeah. through uh, JTC. And yeah. I got to tell you, man, you, you're a great player. You're a great Thank player. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You've got, uh, you've got really, really tasteful, you know, chops to say the least. I mean, you're a guy that it seems like you don't overplay. You're really selective in what you yeah, say that's, on the guitar. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do. To be like to to save the pure kind of music in my playing. To save that uh, that good taste. To not play too much and to not play less. So I'm trying to do that every time I'm improvising and I'm playing a solo or something. Even in my rhythm playing, I'm trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it comes through because uh, you can tell that you it, it takes discipline, wouldn't you say? To yeah. So to to go back to your question. Um, uh, yeah, I, I have I have done this for 10 years now, maybe a little more. So I was having music as a job being a guitarist as 10 years in Algeria. So I did a lot of sessions, a lot of concerts. I was doing like, I think 100 concerts per year. So maybe more. Yeah. So we were playing a lot, a lot of TV shows, a lot of studio too, a lot of arranging, a lot of, um, uh, not, not maybe composing. I was not composing a lot, but really I was giving ideas to arrangers and doing this stuff. So yeah. ten years, I think it's uh, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ten years is a lot. So so are you uh, are you for you must be formally are you formally trained? Uh, trained in which kind of way? Like in, uh, in the guitar? Did you like study it in in you know, like maybe in a college or? No 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 not like at that? all no no yeah. no. I started playing music when I was I think five or six. I started I started by piano. I, I was just uh, having a good time with my uncle. He was playing piano, so he teached me like the first notes, the first things uh, in piano. Then uh, when my father saw me like really loving that, that music, he decided to put me in, uh, in uh, we call it National School of Music. So it's for kids, but it's also for kids and for adults. So it's for everyone. Yeah. So I went there for maybe two, three years. I was also having some uh, courses with uh, a private teacher at home. So he was teaching me more the technical stuff, the hard stuff, where where you need uh, someone to to help you. But uh, for guitar, I started playing guitar. I think between sixteen and seventeen, it was uh, at the high school. So I was following my friends who who were uh, playing a lot of guitars, playing a lot of Metallica, like uh, Iron Maiden, a lot of hard hard rock style uh, music. So I started there, and I started it really by joking. It was a joke. So. One of my friends told me, um, uh, if you can play uh, the song One by Metallica. Yeah. So I told him, yeah, give me just two days. I'm going to do it. So I did it after after two days. And it started like that. <laughs> <laughs> he just Great. gave me his classical guitar and it, I practiced it at home like 10 hours per day. And I did it. And wow. that was the beginning. That's what it takes. You know, it takes yeah. that kind of dedication to get to a place to where 
you know, you have the ability that you possess right now in that. That's really cool. I mean, uh, you know, a, a question that I really love to ask guitar players, because most of the people that watch this show or listen to the show, I should say, are guitar players. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the things that people really like to know is somebody that has the ability that you have, what were some of the things that you did in the formative days of your playing in the early days that you think helped make you the player that you are now? Uh, I think firstly, I, I was really helped by having a good ear. I think, I don't think I have like the perfect uh, pitch, but I'm reaching to have it. I'm doing my best to have it. Sometimes I think I have it and sometimes I don't think I have it. But <laughs> the first thing I had is like, I was able to reproduce a lot of things I was hearing. Even in my guitar or in the piano, I was like, uh, yeah, I know this chord is major. I don't know, I can't explain it, but I, I, can, I can play it like uh, uh, directly. So it was the main thing for me. So the, the first thing I do, I, I did, excuse me, I think I was uh, playing a lot of tunes, simply. I was working on the music. I liked something like uh, Die Straits, something like uh, Toto. I worked like the whole discography of Toto, the whole discography of Mark Loeffler, everything he did. Uh, I worked a lot on, uh, of course, the guitar heroes, like people like Joe Satriani, people like uh, John Petrucci and... Uh, also, I started. I think the main, the main, uh, the main thing was after two or three years of playing when I decided to really take this uh, seriously. When I started working on people like uh, Larry Carlton or Robin Ford, it was like, okay, these people are playing blues, but uh, but they are playing on other chords. They are using other modes. They are using other uh, other uh, other scales. So I have to work on this. I have to progress and like starting knowing what I'm doing on the guitar, what I have to do, and which note I, sh I should uh, choose more wisely, I think. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that you get from, you know, listening to Larry Carlton and Robin yeah. Ford. I mean, they're tasteful players. Yeah. I mean, as is Steve Lukather and some yeah. of the other I think guys. Steve, yeah. yeah. Steve is, I think, my main influence. So, yeah. So, yeah. For sure, he is my main influence. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's, yeah. a, he's a great guitar player and that. Yeah. But... Uh, but but also too you know the subtlety of uh you know you mentioned mark knopfler yeah i mean that's a guy that really really is selective in what he says you know on the guitar and that and every little nuance means something one of the things that's that's really cool about mark knopfler is how he uses a volume pedal i don't know yeah. if you've ever yeah. noticed that about him yeah. or anything like that you know he is a master you know, you think of volume pedal on and off or maybe yeah, something yeah, yeah. else. But, you know, some people really, really know how to work it, and that's really cool. So so that's that's really great, man. And, yeah, thank uh, you very much. Wow. And so, uh, so now you're you're doing these videos. How long have you been doing the videos with JTC? Yeah, I think I started uh, this year. So I just awesome. sent them an email. I was following them on Instagram. So I'm a huge GTC fan since years and years. So yeah. Guthrie, people like Guthrie Govan or Alex Hutchings are one of my heroes. Oh, so yeah. I started following them, I think, in uh, maybe 10 years before or, yeah, 10 years, 10 years when they started, actually. Yeah. When they published, I think, the, the first video I saw was Orange Jump by Guthrie Govan. I, I think you know it. Yeah, it's a crazy video on YouTube, and I say to myself, "Wow, I, 
I can't, I can't play like this guy. What is he doing? I never saw that in my life. Oh, oh. yeah. So I think uh, I was a big fan of them, and I think this, I think this last two or three years, I was really feeling like happy with my playing. I'm not gonna tell you uh, uh, I'm satisfied because you can't be satisfied, but I was really like, uh, I was telling myself, I know what I'm doing. Uh, I know what I want to do. I know I know the notes I'm playing, and uh, I'm pretty satisfied with everything I'm doing. So let's put some videos on YouTube. Let's show some content. And I decided to send them an email. I said, uh, why not? They don't have any African artists. They don't have any like Algerian artists. Right. Uh, let's bring to them some new colors, some new taste. So I decided to send them an email, and they replied to me like I think uh, one week after or something like that. And uh, it was. It was amazing. It was like crazy. It was a surprise for me, the fact that they answered and that they they are really interested by my playing and uh, by myself. So it was really like uh, one of the best day of my life. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> well, crazy. I can, I can imagine because you're in really great company. You yeah. know, a lot of amazing players. Uh, yeah, yeah. Crazy players. Crazy. Yeah. Some, some amazing players there. Yeah. In that. So do you have do you have the aspirations? of you know kind of making your own path releasing your own albums that kind of thing yeah it's it has been like really uh really paradox i should say because here in algeria uh there's a lot of good musicians who can play very good at session who can play like a variety like a lot of styles but when it comes to an album when it comes to something personal it's really hard to explain to people i want this color i want like uh, i want this kind of music this kind because here in algeria i think jazz or fusion or even rock they are not very very popular music here people yeah. know them people listen to them but uh, i think the 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 local style is here is rye or electro music like more commercial something more commercial and yeah. it's really hard to 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 convince people to help you to make an album like right. uh, to produce it to play it and even to have the level to play some things it's really hard to have it here in algeria we don't have like a very good good keyboard player in jazz you see like a jazz pianist who can yeah. play like the chords in jazz way to respect the voicings to respect everything we have a really 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 good really really good uh, synth players they can play lead they can play like solos and everything but when it comes to accompanying when it comes to play just the chord with really really fine uh, road sounds it's really hard yeah. so for myself i was thinking like something between uh, uh, larry carlton pat metheny and uh, maybe uh, with some fusion thing like greg ho something like in this in this way but it's really hard to produce it and to to make people join you in your project right now. So I'm just waiting. Maybe in two or three, I'm I'm trying to compose right now. I'm in the composing uh, period. I'm trying to, to like find my own idea ideas to make to make it in a proper way. And maybe in two three years, I'm gonna be able to like make two or three tunes and uh, film them, make it live and uh, post it on YouTube. Yeah. 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 So, 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 but is there another alternative for like, um, you know, once once you get into involved into the world that you're in now with JTC and that group of people in that, 
I mean, you could probably, you know, go to other parts of the world and do clinics and. Yeah, but the main thing in Algeria is it's really hard to have a visa. Oh, is it? Really, really hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had so many concerts, so many shows uh, outside of this country, and it was like canceled because of this thing, because of the, the visa. Uh, like, it's really hard for us to have, uh, to go outside really hard. That's, that's too bad. That's yeah. too bad, man. Because <laughs> you know, that... but uh, it's the reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was also, I think, in two, uh, 2019, yeah, 2019, I was about to go to Canada. I had uh, uh, a big concert with a big star here called uh, Soul King. He's very, very well known here and in France. Uh, so I played here with him here, a big concert. Then he called us to play with him in Canada. And for me, it was like a chance to go outside of the country and to like... Because I know a lot of musicians in Canada, also Algerian, like uh, American, Canadian, and for from other nationalities. And I told myself, okay, if I have the visa, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna make like my own contacts, my own circle, and I'm gonna try to stay there and play music there. But they refused. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, they canceled everything and. We tried everything. We tried like to write a letter, to contact them, to contact the Algerian embassy in uh, Canada. But they refused everything. Wow. So bummer. It's yeah, really a problem. That's too bad, man. Yeah. You know. But you know what? There's still there's alternatives, though. I mean, uh, there's a lot of guys that have gone on to be really, really successful doing their thing on social media and YouTube and stuff like that, having their own channels. I mean, yeah, yeah. you get a guy like me, I'm doing a podcast. I'm in a studio in my house and I got 200,000 people listening yeah. to me every week. So, you know, it's so, it's so nice. And I'm nobody. So, you know, there's an opportunity. There's still an opportunity because you're a great player. There's no containing that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. There's no containing it. Now, one of the things that I, I was watching one of your videos, and uh, I think it's the guitar you have there. Yeah, this one. Is that the one that's got? Yeah. Okay. The, the, uh, since you said you're a Steve Lukather fan, I'm going to yeah. take a guess that that's a Steve Lukather. Exactly. EMGs. It's the EMGs from Steve Lukather. Like, uh, right. he's, he's with DiMarzio now. So I have another one with DiMarzio. <laughs> I have yeah. his guitar signature, actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's got the, I think the DiMarzios are transition. Yeah. They are amazing. Crazy. Great. Yeah. They're great. Uh, that, Crazy. V, that V I got in the back hanging on the wall. Yeah. Steve sent me a pair of tran uh, uh, yeah. transitions and I put them on there. They're great. But that, that's a great configuration. I got a strat with that same configuration on it. And those SA pickups, the, your bridge and your, not your bridge, but your neck and your middle yeah. position pickups are really, really nice in that so uh i know you said that that, that must have been your main guitar for a period of time huh yeah i used it i think for five years or four years only i, I was only using this guitar only yeah. only this one yeah. like for electric things i was only using this one i also had less ball but i didn't use it very much so i really used this guitar for i think four years because it sounded really nice and you can plug it in any anywhere like in a small amp big amp with pedals with like uh, on guitar rig simply and it sounds really amazing so so i kept it for i think four years then i decided to like to go over to something more vintage something more uh, more traditional so 
I made uh, a custom uh, guitar with the guitar garage from uh, Paris. So yeah. they made me more traditional, more vintage sounding strat. So I was uh, I was using both. So for the modern stuff, the lead stuff, I was mainly using this one. And right. for the more rhythm, more bluesy stuff, more crunchy stuff, I was using the other one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, the, the other one, I noticed that it had a humbucker in the bridge. Yeah, it was this one, the, the garage one. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what 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 pickup is that by chance? It's it's uh, French. It's called Benedetti. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, what that is. I didn't know about them. So when I contacted the guitar garage, yeah. I was about to make uh, I think a, not a copy, but uh, maybe a duplication of uh, a very well known guitarist from France called uh, Sébastien Chouard. He's one of the. He's like uh, the French Steve Lukather. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he played with everyone. He's very well known, and uh, he was using. I saw one of his videos. He was using uh, an orange strut, very weird, with no Fender logo on the on the head. <laughs> I told yeah. myself, "Oh, what is this?" So I asked him. He tell. He told me, "Yeah, I I did this on with Guitar Garage, and uh, this is what you have to do." So I contacted them, and they. They told me everything, the price, what I have to do. And I, I say to them, I really want the exact copy of Sebastian Chouard's uh, guitar. I really want the same. Yeah. So they made me the same with the same pickup, the same uh, the same body. So just for the neck, I choose the very pro- C-profile neck, very Fender uh, classic. Right. But for everything, it was like Sebastian's uh, guitar. So after, I think... Uh, four months something like this four or five months they sent it to me and it sounded really nice yeah now is is there something uh about the guitars that you have or any guitar that you might get that's in that same uh world you know like an s model guitar that you have to have on the guitar like some people i know when they get a guitar it has to have certain kinds of frets you know it might have to have jumbo frets or it has to have some certain kind of wiring harness or something like now are you that specific or i'm not that complicated yeah to, to be true i'm not that complicated i really uh give attention to pickups because for me it's like the most important i really love pickups that sounds uh versatile and that can sound in every style of music, even if you play blues or funk or vintage funk or vintage uh, with a vintage sound or, or with a very modern sound with a lot of effects. I really need a pickup that really sound good everywhere. Yeah. So this is the main thing for me. For the neck and the, the frets, I don't really, I think jumbo are really good, but it's not the main thing. It's not yeah. like the, the must have in a guitar. So it can, it can be jumbo, it can be like classical, uh, uh, classical frets. I, I don't really yeah. give uh, importance to that. So, so really, for you, I'm guessing that it's about the feel of the guitar. Yeah. And then yeah. just the just the sound of the the pickups. The, exactly. The, Sometimes you right. can you can just grab a, a Squire from any store and yeah. it can sound very nice. And you can like take Les Paul, who who is I don't I don't know very old and uh, very aged and it doesn't sound like you want so so it's really about the feeling with the guitar and the, the thing you have with the guitar it's really personal so, so but yeah. for everything i'm not really complicated so yeah. i think the, the pickup are the most important thing for the neck i love to i don't really like the ibanez shaped neck like the very tiny or very big or, i'm not a big fan of that 
So I really love the. I'm more. I'm a Fenderish guy, very, very right, Fenderish, right. very classical guy. <laughs> I'm getting that. I'm getting that. Yeah. Cool, cool. So uh, uh, I noticed in some of your vid- videos that you're uh, playing through the Kemper, and I know a lot yeah. of guys have gone to that, and I know a lot of guys in the world in JTC and yeah. True Fire, and you know those kinds mm. of things where they're giving lessons and you know stuff like that. They're using those. Is is that your main two? I mean, if you're to play out, would you play with a Kemper, mm. or do you have an amp? Do you use an amp? I was I was using a, an amp, so I I had actually a very dear friend. He he. He told me about the camper some years ago, but I was not really, really interested because I was really that pedal guy. I was using my pedals everywhere. Right. I was uh, really loving the, the tone with them. But once I've, I've tried the a stereo config, I was really amazed by that. I, I told myself, so I have to have two amps in every gig. It's going to sound yeah. amazing with the with the effects and everything. But here in Algeria, it's really, really complicated like to have a amp. <laughs> Yeah. You go play. So if if you don't call them to like really bring me a guitar amp, a good guitar amp, it's really hard to to like to have a good sound. Even in the TV, when you have a TV show or something, they don't they don't like to have like a lot of a uh, lot of noise on stage. Right. So they are they are not with the they are not they are not agree with musicians who likes amp and everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I was trying to find the solution and. The, the same friend who told me about the camper told me, "Yeah, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you mine. I'm gonna sell you mine. You you buy it, then I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a new one." So he sent me his uh, his camper, and it sounded really amazing. So I took like four or five days to use it to like uh, tweak every every effect to to try everything. So I came up with my own presets, and it sounded really amazing. Yeah. So uh, you can't dif- you can't tell the difference between camper and the amp. I think it's impossible right uh, yeah but if i had choice if i had really choice i think i'm gonna use like two great amps something like uh two mesa boogie lone stars or uh in the, in the stereo config with good effects and i think amp is the best for sure you can yeah. ask any guitarist and the amps are like the best yeah well you like to feel that I, i'm i'm old school i like to feel the yeah. air pushing yeah. on the back of my legs you know as you're playing in that you know that's what you yeah, want, yeah 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 you know and and i was never i was never into anything digital you yeah. know i'm old school analog and then uh i got turned on i bought a fractal yeah and, and i absolutely loved it i mean the, the axifix yeah the axe okay. effect yeah and absolutely loved it and i mean it's it's a great thing i don't use it out live i use it in the studio yeah in that but so so uh you're you're probably using the kemper on your videos but do you ever use any just regular plugins you know like so, ua has some like really really great plugins you know they got some of the friedman amps and yeah fuchs amps and stuff like that have you ever used any of that stuff or to, to be honest in the most of my videos i'm just using guitaric <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, just guitaric, wow. and a lot of people wow. ask me about it, so I just I just plug into my sound card, and I'm just using guitaric with all the effects from guitaric and everything. You gotta, is, you gotta is really shit, yeah yeah yeah. Well, I can tell you it's the truth. So sometimes I try to bring the camper. So even the camper I'm using with guitaric, like I use the, the main sound from the camper, and I'm using all the effects from guitaric, but 
most of the time I'm practicing or having like fun with guitar rig and I think it's enough. Yeah. But to go back to your question, I really tried the a uh, lot of plugins i think amplitude is nice i tried bias fx which is really nice yeah uh, but i think the best plugin i i tried this neural for sure yeah neural dsp is for sure the craziest uh, plugin for guitar that exists i used it for uh, gtc because uh, in gtc which i tried to play with the camper but it was easier to do to do it with the with the with the neural dsp and it was amazing like you can you can just plug in, put any sound, just a distortion, just a good amp, some delay, some reverb, and it sounds great. <laughs> like really great, yeah. That's but amazing. for my videos, yes, the most of the time I'm using just guitar rig. <laughs> it's <Wow>. enough. <laughs> See, I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought you were probably, yeah, yeah. I would have thought you were going through your, your Kemper and that. That, that, that. I, that almost upsets me because I can't ever dial in a friggin' sound on the positive grid or the guitar rig or anything. I've got yeah. all that on my on my uh, in my studio. Yeah, and I can't ever dial. I have a hard time. I don't know what it is. Because you are, I think. I don't know. I'm just gonna have to get you to send me your presets. I'm gonna do it for sure. No problem. <laughs> I can send you everything you want. No problem. But I think it depends on the sound card. It depends on the guitar and on the guitar player. I think sometimes I'm using some preset and I really like it. I really think it's amazing. And another guitar player come here with his guitar. He plugged in. He tell me it's unplayable. I can't play with this sound. Yeah. So it really depends. And there is a fact with this kit, with this guitar in particular, you can plug it in anywhere. I just tried it in anywhere, anywhere with a fly little amp with guitar. It really sounds good anywhere. Yeah. They don't understand how. So I'm using my look, my music, my look in every, I think every stage. Or, and it, it's really nice, sounds very nice, but with Camper, it's amazing. But when you use it with guitar rig or with any plugin, it doesn't sound the same as this one. This yeah. one is really natural, I think maybe because of the EMGs, but it really sounds natural and it feels like home every time you play it. <laughs> well, maybe that's what I have to do is to, to pull out my Strat with, with EMGs. that, that yeah, with the yeah with the same setup on it and try that because yeah you know i've played i i've tried man now, now don't get me wrong i use ua um i like to use i use fuchs amps live okay. most of the time either fuchs or two rock and i love the fuchs amps and they happen to have the uh their overdrive you yeah. know in ua and mm -hmm. it sounds really really good but when it comes to you know, adding to things that I like to have personally, like I don't like, I don't use, re I just use a little bit of delay, just okay. enough. You know, yeah. your tone, your tone is perfect. I love that tone. I love that tone a lot. And so the, the object is, is to, to get, and I can't ever friggin' dial it in. So, you know, I yeah. get, I get pissed and I just come down to the studio and just play, do something else. <laughs> Do something, yeah, put it to yeah. the amp, yeah. But I will send you, I will send you my preset from guitaring and you will try it, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I will, I'll give it a try, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, but sure. you know what, it, it never it never fails, you know, no matter who you are. You can pick up the guitar and play through, you know, somebody else's guitar and somebody else's yeah. rig and yeah. never sound like them at all. Of course. You of know course. what I mean? Because so much of it is in your hands. Yeah, because you the guitar I mean? is, is such a is such a personal instrument. 
Like you yeah. can you can use the same guitar with the same amp, and you will not not have the same sound, even the same playing it will be completely different so it's a very yeah. personal instrument so that is the magic of the instrument so yeah so uh i know this is really insignificant but what kind of pick do you use you're gonna love maybe but i was using like really cheap picks something like stock picks for yeah. years like it was the it was just comfy to use it right now this this last i think last week i was using the just free I can show you the classic, this one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because it was like uh, in my hands. In uh, I really, uh, I always keep it in my phones here, in the, in the in between the phone and the the protection here. Oh, so there I just you go. keep it here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I keep it here. But right now I'm using this just fee because yeah. I found it. I yeah, I told myself let's try it for because I didn't play this for you for I think five years or something. So yeah. I just told myself let's play play with it. But I really love like something like uh, Tortex, classic uh, Tortex uh, pick. I think yeah. uh, uh, point uh, eighty nine, something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the Jazz Three. I played, yeah. you know, just a regular like Fender heavy pick uh, pick for forever in that. And I noticed that when I went to the Jazz Three, it just really yeah. it changed my world. It really did. Yeah, it gives I mean, more dynamic. It gives more power. Yeah. But in the same time, when you play riffs or rock rock thing, or maybe some some heavy strumming funk, something, uh, yeah, it's really hard to sound with this with this pick. Yeah, right. I prefer I prefer the Fender or Tortex to play it. But when it comes to soloing, to playing with emotion, to playing slow, yeah, the just with definitely the, the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, sure. I I agree. I agree. And so uh, uh, now, you know, you're 10 years down the road. You said in the beginning that you used to yeah. play practice for, you know, eight hours a day or whatever it was. I think the, the first two, three years I was like, yeah, I was yeah. really practicing like eight, seven hours per day. Like yeah. Maybe more. <laughs> I did the same thing. I quit my job. Yeah. And I got a studio apartment in a really crappy neighborhood, really shady place. I mean, it was a, I mean, it was a shithole, man. And uh, I didn't have hardly anything in in rent. You know, I could I could scrounge that up every month, and that's all I did was play guitar. You know, because all my friends, you know, or a lot of people that I knew were were musicians in chicago and they were playing with people like buddy guy and oh really you know, guys like that and yeah. i'm like that's what i want to do but i can't play guitar so i locked myself in this shitty apartment for about a year and a half and whoa you know and came out and you know is pretty much playing for a living ever since then but uh okay. but it takes that kind of dedication do you still yeah. i know you don't dedicate eight hours a day now no, but, do you, I can't. but do you still dedicate you know uh, yeah, a specific I, time i'm i'm trying to be more uh, intelligent in my practice because yeah. when you reach a certain level i think i'm not practicing any more technique or maybe shredding or something because i'm not that shreddy guy at all so i'm more practicing chord changes i'm trying to to be more wise in my rhythm playing in my note choices, I think yeah. this is the most important. I'm trying to study people like uh, Julian Lage or people like uh, Mike Moreno, uh, people like Mark Lettieri, who I love a lot, uh, Tom Quayle, and 
lot of guitarists like this. I'm trying to to understand their playing, their dynamic, and their approach to soloing. How they can like take you from A point to B point uh, to give you like surprises. Sometimes to give you uh, like to make you laugh with the guitar. So I'm trying to do like this kind of work. I yeah. think it's more interesting when after five years of hard playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it helps you to be a well, a more well-rounded player too yeah. by, uh, you know, uh, becoming more in tune with rhythm. You know, yeah, and which is very important. All the different kinds of things. You know, you start getting into thirds and intervals and all that other kind of crap. It it just helps yeah. you become a, you know, more well-rounded player in that. It will. It. I don't think it will help you to be a better guitarist, but you will be a better musician. Actually. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is the the most important and, and not only that but when other people want to hire you yeah. you know to play in that regardless of what that is i mean that's just a feather in your cap to be able to you know to be that you know as i said before that well-rounded because you're going to be in more demand than if you're just a guy that can play a great lead you know exactly you can say like here in algeria it was for a period maybe what we call a first call me and a lot of my friends we were like the first musician to call when it comes to studio or when it comes to live playing or but here i think the music here in algeria doesn't need that big ability to play so it's not necessarily important to be a good very technical guitarist to play the music we have here yeah. you just have to think very good because it needs more feeling and more uh, rhythm uh, more uh, I think uh, more joy and, and and you have to understand what is what is happening with the musician more than being technical and playing the solos we don't have a lot of solos so you right. just have to be ready to play that chord at that moment and this is the more important yeah 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 so so I'm gonna guess that there's not a lot of jazz clubs or Blues club. There is no jazz club. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> there is no jazz club here in Algeria. No, yeah. no. I think we had we had the little club maybe two years ago. One of my friend was uh, was playing there with his band. It was actually a very versatile band. They were playing rock, blues, uh, yeah, uh, maybe some funk, and. Uh, we used to play there. We used to jump there. I think it was the, the the rendezvous of a lot of musicians here, but it stopped. Maybe we played there for six months or something. For one year, I think, yeah, for for one year, then it stopped. But there is no just club, no jam session, no <laughs> no place to play. Like to be free and play whatever you want, and, uh, and that's that's very hard. Yeah. Yeah, I, c I can only imagine. So so, what is your plans next with uh, JTC? You got more. I think next uh, the upcoming upcoming thing maybe a collab video. Maybe yeah. we're gonna do a collab video with uh, with uh, five or four guitarists. So maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't really know the uh, the crew, the roster. I don't remember, but I think it's for July or something like this. Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking about my next uh, release because the fact that I did a lot of session, I was uh, talking with Dan G from GTC about making uh, not uh, maybe not a methodology but some like a guide to guide people how to deal with session like with different styles yeah when you have a pop song when you have a rock song when you have a ballad when you have a funk when you have 
an electro house song, how to deal with the guitar thing on the song. Yeah. What you can play, what you can't play, which sound you have to use, which type of guitar you have to use. Because I think when you're a guitar player, you have to sound in every style. You have to play every style. You can't just limit yourself to play solos and you play, you can just play two notes and that's what the, what the songs need. So I'm trying to like think about a release in this, uh, in this kind of uh, thinking, in this kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I really appreciate you giving me uh, the time that you did and coming uh, it's, on. It's and a pleasure. It's really a pleasure for me. I'm really looking forward to what you do next in uh, the videos that you put out because yeah. once again, you know, not to blow your horn or anything, but dude, you can play. You Thank know? you very much, uh, you Jimmy. You can play. And, I, and, and the style of music that you play even though I've always been in the blues rock world, yeah. that's really what I love. The the jazzy fusion kind of, you know. Yeah, it's the same for stuff. me. You can say I'm yeah. like that rock guy who, who is trying to play jazz or that jazz guy who is playing to, who's trying to yeah. play rock between this, uh, <laughs> this thing. <laughs> right, right, right. So you probably really enjoy guys like Alan Hines, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure, yeah. 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 Alan is very his touch is very slow and smooth he yeah. try to every time choose the notes he's playing and he's i remember one one of his video in the in the the tune chicken with the uh, abram laboriel oh, on, yeah. the, on the bass yeah it was his solo was like perfect yeah just two three notes some bendings some slides and it's everything is done yeah alan's amazing yeah very crazy player. Anyway, I appreciate your time. And, Thank you uh, very much, Jimmy. It's a pleasure. Really a pleasure. Thank you for your invitation. So it's really a pleasure for me to talk. Yep. And I'll yeah. let you know when this is going to air. Yeah. Okay. So okay. if you want to share it with people, you can. Of course I will. Of course I will. All right. For sure. Thank for you sure. so much. Thank you very much, man. Uh, Thank take you care much. of yourself. All right. Good to see you again. Bye-bye. Yep. We will. Bye. Bye. <laughs> all right. So there you go. Uh, that's Nazim Kree. Uh, he's a guitarist for JTC. You know, uh, he's in Algeria. Um, I'm sure he's a well sought after guitarist over in that area. I know he's played with a lot of, you know, um, you know, big national artists over in his region in that. I want to thank Nazim for participating in this episode. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, speaking with him, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited that I came across the guy and, uh, you know, I'm a fan of his playing for sure in that. And I hope you are, too. So uh, make sure you follow him on social media in that and check out his lessons at JTC. Now we're going to kick this thing off next Wednesday. We're in season three. Uh, guitar talk uh, first Wednesday in January of 2022. Uh, we've got a good friend of mine all the way from Hamburg, Germany, uh, Marcus Demel. He's got a new album out called Healing Hands. It's his first self-titled uh, instrumental album that he's done. Um, uh, it's, I think it's his 12th, 10th or 12th album altogether. Uh, to me, he's by far one of the best players in the world uh, just because he's so well-rounded. You know, you're going to find that out. You know, we had him on last year, and that when I first learned about him, 
but now that he's got a new album out, we're going to have him on again. And then also, too, you're starting in season three in January. If you subscribe to Guitar Talk TV, uh, there's also a segment on there where Marcus and I sit down and we talk about the business of guitar because Marcus owns his own record label. He does all his own promotions. He has developed gear, uh, pedals, uh, uh, pickups, you know, so forth. He's really good at marketing himself. He's somebody who understands the business of guitar. So you're going to be able to see a segment uh, with me and him talking about the business of guitar, as well as a segment with Steve Vai. And you're going to see a lot of other uh, people that are participating in Guitar Talk TV. So just a reminder that the podcast, Guitar Talk, will be edited to 30 minutes starting in January. But if you want the unedited version of everything, uh, if you want the full context of everything, then you can participate in Guitar Talk TV. In that, in that Guitar Talk TV, we not only have the unedited, but we have exclusive content, bonus content. We're going to have tips and techniques and things of that nature from the pros. So there's going to be a lot of information there. It's only $7.99 to join Guitar Talk TV. And you get discounts on our shop, and all kinds of things are happening. So, there you go. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you in 2022. Y'all stay safe. <laughs>